0: Welcome back to The Real Marriage Podcast with Griffin and Heather Gilstrap. We are so happy to have you joining in with us in another episode, season four. We are at the end of October. We're getting into the holiday season. We're hoping our neighborhood does Halloween because we're getting our kids dressed up. (laughs) Let me just tell you, we got Vampirina. This may make no sense to many of you. (laughs) We got a little Vampirina. We've got a
1: shine from Shimmer and Shine.
0: I, I don't even know the name. We don't
1: even watch the show, they just like the yes. songs.
0: So, Paisley, our middle daughter, okay, we have four kids, so there's two middles, but the middle daughter, second yes. oldest, that's way too confusing. She just picks the brightest, shiniest, <laughs> glitteriest thing she can find. Mm-hmm. It's actually really easy. She's yeah. so cute.
1: She's so cute. And our
0: little Vampirina Skyler is so cute as well. And then what's, what's Harper? Wonder, Wonder Woman. She's Wonder oh, Woman. She's like strong and like in charge. Yes. I feel like that's kind of what it is. Like <laughs> Superwoman can take on the world. And then it was so funny. We were sitting there. Uh, welcome, everybody, by the way. We were sitting there um, talking about the little man and all these costumes are like covering his head and it's sweaty like suede (laughs) it's like yeah dinah's so cute but there's no way this kid's gonna do that
1: no he freaks out if i put a long sleeve shirt on him he's like (laughs) what is this
0: was it pants or was it a long sleeve shirt he was like he just didn't know he's what to freaking do Freaking
1: out, trying to rip it off. It's like, new.
0: We live in Florida. There's He's never experienced that. I'm
1: just going to buy him like an orange pumpkin shirt yeah. and just go with that. You got
0: to do something.
1: Some, everyone will give him candy. He's we so went cute. to the
0: pumpkin patch this weekend. It was sweaty, it was but so hot. Uh, we got two large pumpkins. Heather was so happy. <laughs> the seasons are here.
1: Our fireplace looks great. It does look and great. And we will light a fire sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the AC down.
0: (laughs) My goodness, you got to love Florida. Well, anyways, (laughs) welcome. We're talking about a really fun topic today. But before that, uh, I just had to say, I I just think this is so funny. We're talking about money. And, you know, Heather and I were a little tight with money because the four kids and, you know, one main income job and Heather's at home crushing it with the girls and all that kind of and the little man. But I bought her because Heather never does anything for herself. I bought her a massage and gave her a full morning. This sounds like so pedestrian and nothing. <laughs> but we was it Friday?
1: It was last Friday, yeah. I
0: surprised Heather. Let me just vent a little bit because the massage place called you.
1: They did. They ruined it. Yeah,
0: they had your name on file and your number and I told them it's a I don't think I told them it's a surprise, but clearly it's a gift. And they called her and ruined the surprise. I had this whole thing laid out. Oh,
1: it was I so I wrote sweet. up this
0: schedule when she wakes up to go have her quiet time in the morning. And I bought candles and smelly things. Like, you should have seen me in Bath and Body Works. <laughs> I was pulling over like three. Were you? Three women that worked there. <laughs> they knew I needed help.
1: That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I made it funny. And so we just I just spent, I don't know, a hundred, couple hundred dollars and helped Heather just have an amazing morning. But here's my thing: I, where do you guys stand on this? Because when it comes to massages, I want it soft and kind <laughs> and sweet. And there's some weird words that could come with that, I guess. But Heather's like Deep hardcore, tissue. beat the crap out of my back <laughs> and my body. Like, Deep tissue. Oh
1: man, like Griffin. How is that
0: relaxing?
1: Oh, it's just so good. Like, I, it's so funny. Griffin likes like head scratches. I like, and, like no
0: pain. No, Why would you choose to have pain? But I'm
1: rubbing when I rub Griffin's back, I'll feel a knot, and I'm like, oh, I have to get it. Like and your like,
0: elbow starts to creep <laughs> up onto my shoulders.
1: And he's like, this is terrible. And I'll have him use like, I'm like, just use your heel. Like, just get in there. Like, <laughs> like I just I, I like the deep tissue so good this woman was awesome she kind of hurt me a little bit my face within the like table was like ah but then once that. but once she was done that that spot that she had just really crushed like was like oh okay
0: some relief it was like I guess it's relief. worth it afterwards but oh yeah it doesn't sound relaxing to me like rub my head give me some fingernails and <laughs> softly she'll Heather will always ask because I ask her to like rub my head and a little massage like Every other day, maybe I just—it's <laughs> my love language to be touched by you. And Heather's like, "What kind do you want?" Like trying to lead me towards. Can I really like get I after have it? I had
1: stress. Can I get your nuts out? Yeah. No, it was very sweet of him. It was—I cried. It was really awesome, and <laughs> I'm very grateful. It yeah. was wonderful. Really, I
0: just wanted to share. What He's I did. a good man. <laughs> no, uh, but the thing was, is it was a smart investment, right? Investing in Heather's quality of mindset and taking a break <laughs> and getting away from the girls. And, you know, usually I'm very thoughtful about, I kind of tuck myself out of spending money and that kind of thing, but... It was just this moment where I had some cash from a wedding that I did. And I'm like, right, she needs to be loved on. She needs to be taken care of. And so it got me thinking about money. And it got me thinking about how significant money is to our marriages, to our relationships. If you do any research, money is easily in the top five of why people get divorced. Mm-hmm. Did you know that?
1: I, well, you could probably assume it. Yeah, it's a big one.
0: But it it becomes... At the very least one research uh firm found that it's it's the top two leading uh reasons people argue in marriage That's wild. It's, it's one of the main tension points of where do we spend money how much money should we spend do we share our money do we have one bank account do we separate it what's easier and nowadays and we may have mentioned this in the last money one we did early early maybe season one mm. Is it even right to do that? And younger people are trying to figure out, is it better? Is it safer to separate our money? And so there's just so many ways it can become a
1: detriment. Right. Yeah. Well, I was even thinking like marriage isn't 50-50. Divorce seems 50-50. But marriage is like 100-100.
0: It's just... You know yeah, what I mean? We're one. Right, so even that's the, with
1: money, it's like, why would it be 50-50? Or this is how much you make and this is how I... Um, so you're still doing the intro. Sorry. I no, just wanted it's, to... It's in,
0: it, it, everyone's thinking through it because yeah. no, I think everyone knows money can be such a source of tension. And, you know, one person works, the other person doesn't. For some reason, it's like, well, then I need to be in control of it because you're not earning it as if it's still a separation. There's right. so many thought processes about it, but either way you do it, and no matter where you stand on how you approach it, there's just so many ways it can become a problem and become a difficulty within your marriage. And so we thought today it would be good to talk about really four things that we've learned about money. We're still learning, we're still trying to grow, but the main thing is don't let money ruin your marriage. And so (laughs) I think we threw out like eight or 10 different things we could have talked about. And these are the four that just kind of felt personal to us. There's more we could talk about. Maybe we will in another episode, but let's jump right into it. Uh, the first way not to let money ruin your marriage is to not hide anything. <laughs> this may, We could talk about this maybe the whole time, <laughs> but when I think about this, there's just there's a lot of easy ways you can purchase things and not tell anyone about it or money you got. You didn't tell your spouse about because you'd like to spend it on certain things. To me, when I think about this, it's all about trust.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: don't break the trust between you and your spouse when it comes to money.
1: Yeah, I think this was. If I'm we're gonna be real, Uh-oh. Real Marriage Podcast. I don't know, what it's, like, I don't know what's coming right uh, now. No, <laughs> um, I I definitely would hide things from Griffin, and I never went. And it always showed itself, you know, but, and I never went wild and was buying these things. But, um, I think definitely early on because I felt like we didn't value the same things or, or, I mean, and we can talk about this, we'll probably, this will get brought up through the whole thing, but we just have very different views on this, um, for a lot of different reasons. But I, um, I think I did hide stuff from him because I didn't want to have to defend myself um, your mom actually made a joke when she's like, "Oh man, if we go to a cashless society, how am I going to buy my things I want to buy without your dad?" <laughs> oh, no. like, that's amazing. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but it was just like, and and even like how your mom and I, like your mom and I are more similar, and you and your dad and you are more similar, just with yeah. your mindset. Neither one's right or wrong; It's just different. And it I think clashes. it can it can clash, it can clash easily. if yeah. it you're not like. Feeling like you're heard or seen, or it's, or the what what I see as important, do you value that? Even if you don't agree with it, can you see where I'm coming from with things? And if you don't feel like you can do that, then your tendency is, well, I don't want a, him to tell me what I can do or not do. I'm just going to buy this anyway and not tell him.
0: Right. So it goes into this place of you don't feel in control, or you don't have a voice, or you don't have a say. Have so a voice. for, for yes. me to be able to do any of that, I have to do it without. Maybe it doesn't feel like you're hiding it. You just don't say anything about it. Yeah. You don't bring it up or it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did we get through that? Because uh, I, for sure, I am tight and I would spend money on nothing <laughs> except for a few things for myself, probably, I guess, uh, but definitely tight and conservative and you just love beautiful things and love to just spontaneous and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think too, and I think this is real. You had to honestly, when we first got married, adjust to how much stuff girls need. Like literally, like with- Mm, Need.
0: Need. Yeah.
1: Women, come on. Like, does your <laughs> does your husband have a skincare regime? No. Regime? 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 What's the word? It's like a
0: dictatorship of your skin.
1: <laughs> well, Regimen. Like, reg, thank you. Some words just get me. <laughs> uh, but like, even that idea, if he'd be like, you need what? And didn't you just buy mascara? And it was just like, no, no, like, they, like this is how it is. And like, I just remember when we first got married, I would tell you things. You're like, you need that again? Like, it was like four months ago. And you're like, you're out of it? Be like, I, don't, I just use soap and water on my face. Yep. You got a beautiful face, but mine needs more love. That's a good point.
0: There, there was an adjustment because in that, and so this is probably more for younger, newly married, gonna get married. Yeah. It's you. Ha- you don't have any clue what your process is and what you do need, and your it's really your lifestyle and what's yeah. important to you. Right. And so if I come in and go like, why is that important to you? or Start questioning that and devaluing yeah. what you care about. My mindset was kind of trying to grab hold of our budget and what we're doing, there's thousands of dollars coming in and out. And I'm like, skincare trying to get us some, you know, more than $60 at Walmart for the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it needs conversation and painting Mm -hmm. a picture of why.
1: Yeah. I think that how to answer your question of how we got through it, it was like the way that we were doing it was wrong and it was causing tension and we would get into this constant argument about this. Like, money was the main thing that we struggled with when we would fight, when we first, like, the first five years. Yeah. It was this.
0: Same conversation, same,
1: com- and we got sick of that same conversation. And I just was honest. I was like, "This is how I feel. I feel bad that I want to go buy something for our house, so because I'm the homemaker, and-, <laughs> and this like we need a scented candle, like just value that I. <laughs>
0: Wait, why did you? Was there another one on sale? Did you miss it?
1: <laughs> so just, and that's how we got through it. It was like this breaking point, and we had a choice. We're going to keep doing this, and this is going to be an issue. Yeah, and it's going to get worse. Or, and we kind of like just kind of confronted it.
0: Yeah, it just, it came to, I guess, in our little part of our relationship, a boiling point, yeah. which is not very boiling. <laughs> you know, I think we, you cried and I hugged you and that kind of thing Yeah, we went to the bedroom. Um, <laughs> No, but yeah, it did. It felt uncomfortable. So it did. It forced us into listening. I think that's actually definitely talking. We needed to talk more and explain more and understand more, but listening, valuing the other side of it. So if you're in a place where you are hiding stuff, maybe you justify that. Maybe you think it's okay and it's better if they don't know. Yeah. Or I don't know. I think maybe that can work at some point, but I feel like at down the road that will come out, that will become a thing. You'd rather be on the same page. You'd rather compromise and be unified and figure out a way to get to the point where you're fully, you don't need to hide anything. And that tension, even silently, is not even there.
1: If there's anything in your life that you feel like you need to hide, I mean, clearly that's not, that's a a sign. Well,
0: especially in marriage, like we need to be as open and we overcoming that freed us up to be able to focus on bigger and better things. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Because if that becomes difficult, it only gets more expensive with kids. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. So that's that's number one is try not to hide anything. Figure out a way where you don't have to, which probably means listening and understanding more. And second one is to think about the future mm-hmm. and think about the big picture items. So to the point where I was just saying, I mean, think about our life for kids. Do you remember what I said after... I think our second or third daughter was born when we, no, it was when we found out it was a girl.
1: Our third daughter. Yeah. Is it in, Skylar? In with the the in the room still.
0: So the shine has worn off on finding things out.
1: Well, I always <laughs> wanted to be fun and Griffin's like, ah, just tell us. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm
0: ter- I know. I just really want to know to
1: And I was like, prepare. let's just wait and be surprised. He's like, it's still a surprise when she tells us.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. It's just about timing.
1: Well, he just said something like, well, there's another wedding we have to pay for that was literally his response like it's a girl there's another freaking wedding <laughs> we'll just rotate my uh, dress babe it's fine no
0: that's I doubt it I doubt it I did though yeah so you can it, it was joking kind I was of. I kind of expected a girl to come all of them essentially
1: yeah
0: but it is you think about I mean just stop and think about car insurance cars do they drive colleges weddings You know, clothes we have to buy them, Christmases, then your house and
1: all of their skincare routines. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Gosh. Man, when they're all teenagers and the certain time of the month, this
1: house. No, babe, from glory to glory, it's only gonna get better. I will speak that over our teenage years. It's gonna be awesome. Very good. Thank you. It's gonna be awesome. It's (laughs) gonna be great. Wonderful. Sorry, keep going. Back to me. Thank
0: you. But it is you so there's this there's kind of a tension of living in the moment, enjoying the time now, but also thinking long-term. This is what I think about. You You want to have control of the money. You want to have control and a purpose with your budget and some type of understanding and mindset. Be, and here's what I think is the point. You're going to have to prepare for or face those things in the future at some point. And you're almost by right now figuring out long-term goals, what it looks like. Having conversations about what you need to be prepared for in the future is actually helping you in the future not have tension Mm -hmm. in your marriage because decisions are kind of being made and thought through early on. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't become hyper difficult when you do have kids and you are trying to upgrade to a house and all of those things.
1: It helped me with the little purchases because I think what I have found out is that all those add up <laughs> especially in the stinging target like man i came to the register i'm like how did i get to 170 dollars but it, so like with little like really like these little purchases hold on I see you big like these little purchases <laughs> I'm just saying
0: have, that's why the carts are so big and oh, deep
1: you man know. I know my friend actually her husband says she's not allowed to use the cart and she has to <laughs> carry everything have, have I shared that before yeah
0: I think uh, they probably don't remember shout out
1: that. to Megan DeBlasi she, she has like found a it. way she uses her arms as hooks for the hangers <laughs> and she just uses her belt loops challenge accepted for real right yeah. probably looks like she's stealing stuff putting it in her <laughs> her pockets <laughs> just bring a jacket girl and just yeah. dump it all out but oh um what was I saying you totally took me off track I'm just little pictu- purchases just picturing Megan it helped oh you
0: say it helped maybe. me say
1: no it helped me because I was like oh no like especially when we were like in our condo really wanting a house like I had that vision of like oh I do not need this like whatever like new shirt because this ten dollars is going to go to the house which might seem so like it's ten bucks Heather but it's it's not. It would yeah. and it also taught me self-control and it also taught me the value of like, no, that ten dollars is really vital because it's paying for a tiny little square foot of that house and yeah. it matters. And it it was actually really like freeing and gratifying when I had that ability to do that. Um so I, yeah, it definitely helped me just be more grounded and more self-controlled.
0: Well, I think that kind of lends itself to the idea of it's exciting as a young couple or even in our age to think about.
1: We're we not our, a young couple?
0: No. Well, like early married uh, okay. or <laughs> thinking about getting married to just dream mm-hmm. and to picture your three kids and what type of house you want to be in. Right. You know, and, mm-hmm. and for us, like what the future for us holds and, you know, how we want our kids to grow up in the culture of our family. And that dictates like how much we spend on Christmas. It dictates, you know, all these mindsets. But to that point, if you have a very exciting future thing that you're looking forward to, that you want to say yes to sooner than later, it makes it easier to say no to the things that don't matter as much that I think are the tension points. As you look at your bank account, you know, however you do that, if you do with your spouse and you see some like, whoa, that's more than we thought or that creates that tension that usually happens when you don't have a bigger picture, a bigger unified yes that you're saying yes to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, the dreams help keep it positive. Right. Um, it's it's when you're proactive, like Griffin saying, it helps keep it positive. So then it'd be like, oh, I can't get it. I have to be more selfless. Everybody knows. It was like, right. no, like, oh, I want a house more than I want this really cute shirt. You yeah. know, and and it actually gives me something to see in my mind. It's like, and then when I'm in that house, I'll buy the shirt and wear it in that house. <laughs> right. <laughs> While I'm in that kitchen that I <laughs> yes. dream of.
0: You paint a picture. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's good because then you can encourage each other about that. Mm -hmm. Even, uh, yeah, little things. And you're unified. Yes, you're together. And it won't be like that all the time. But then you can budget for, well, like, okay, so we'll spend $50 a month on clothes for you. Or whatever the smaller things look like or meals or the little things. It's Just avoiding the small things from becoming big issues. You know, yeah, and to your it's all about getting excited about the right things together, so then, when you're alone, you don't have to hide anything because you're making decisions based on what you're unified about,
1: yeah, that's so good, and yeah. this kind of goes with the next one which is agree on where to spend big. Um, I think I love this one. Like we thought about this with um, vacations. We've taken going to Disney world. Like we literally planned out this Disney world trip for like a year, <laughs> which was just so um, it was just so helpful to see like, no, we want to take our kids here. And it was right before the virus hit. It was like, thank you, Jesus. It was seriously, couldn't have been better timing. I think
0: me and Skylar may have had the virus. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah. Um,
1: but when you can agree on where you want to spend been big and you have that vision, same thing of like, we want to have a white Christmas. Like that's the goal. And so what does that look like for us to make that happen? Um, it helps you motive it keeps you motivated to save towards that. And so again, those little purchases that you want to buy those random trips to Publix or to this, like they just won't happen as much. You'll just narrow it down to like, no white Christmas. Like this is what the, what, this is what the goal is in mind.
0: It's really good. And there's so many different factors and focuses with this because you'd love to spend more on the house and creating the culture in the home Mm -hmm. and you know I don't value that as much and I do now because now we've done it and I see it and it feels better I'm like oh this yeah keep doing it It smells nice you know (laughs) that kind of stuff Um, and it matters to the kids and the feel of the house and so I think that evolves but it's come through a lot of really good conversation of wow I, I almost had to hear what you value, and then allow us to experience it. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. This makes sense. And it was like, I got to learn where I missed that for years early on because I was too hyper-focused on protecting the future,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, I think it's just awesome living in the tension of the goals and the dreams and then where you are right now. And like even I, when we were putting the girls down last night, I just sat there like, wow, this is their childhood. Like, this is it. Like, the memories they're making, this room that they have, that they share. Like, I I, just looking around the room, like, this is their childhood memories. And if we're so focused on the future or so focused on the big moments, we're missing missing out on the little mundane right here, right now moments that are actually shaping their entire life. Like, they're going to remember, like... Oh, mom, you remember how you had, you would always have that candle in fall. Like it always smelled like they're going to actually tangibly remember these everyday things. And we want the everyday things matter. So it's this really important tension of like, we have to put money and worth into right now. At the same time, continue to look to the future of where we're going. And I think that's where you and I praise Jesus, are a really great balance, balance, balance yeah. because, you know, I'm like, you're helping us remember the future house. And I'm like, okay, but we're in this one. <laughs> what can we do to make this one nice? Because we're here <laughs> for like, who knows how long? And I want this. This is their playroom. Like, this is a big part, you know? And so it's just really, it's a it's a tension that you have to acknowledge that it's there. And hopefully one spouse brings one side and one brings the other, you know? Well,
0: and they're both right. Exactly. And so yeah, you you probably land somewhere for a while, then you'll shift and you'll kind of know. But all of I think you can maybe hear how we're talking. We've gotten to a place through some of those tension conversations and kind of uncomfortable, like, ah, oh, we're not on the same page. I'm thinking like Heather, you're you want to get into a bigger house. So how much do we invest here? Right. <laughs> That's right. But you're like, well, I want to actually enjoy being in the house that we're gonna be in for a while. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so I think you just, even if you land in one of those other places for a year or whatever, however you function, at least honoring and acknowledging the importance Mm -hmm. and the significance of that and yielding to that at times, it just, it, it almost becomes a way for your relationship to become stronger because at the end of the day, money's money. And a house is a house and the things are the things, you know? Yeah. What matters is is really protecting the marriage and the relationship and making sure that doesn't become a wedge. Yeah. Because it so easily can. And most likely you do think differently and you do approach it differently. It's figuring out how to use that to your advantage rather than pulling you apart.
1: Well, mindsets are super important. Mindsets. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we learn that we come at this really really differently and the last the last tip is to um not accept a poverty mindset <laughs> what <are> you laughing <laughs> i don't know
0: Oh, Heather's lost he,
1: it. No, he, he like gave me a thumbs up off the mic. You just, and you just
0: segued into just, number four. Come
1: on, babe, let it just be natural. You just I like, was so
0: excited I know, how, but how just, smooth that was. And we're ruining it. <laughs> no, this is awesome. Let's see how long you laugh Oh right my now.
1: gosh, you just made
0: me feel really... I was so impressed by oh, that. Oh, thanks. So not- <laughs> smooth. Is there even a number four? Who would know right now?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so uh, let sorry, me, I will set
0: it up and then Heather's going to talk oh, about this. Man. But one thing we've discovered is how, how we grew up differently and in different economic circumstances in our house. Um, my family functioned in a way that Heather's family didn't. She's still smiling, trying to gather herself as we speak. This might be a tough ending here, folks. I got it. Um, yeah, sure you do. And so my family... Their marriage stayed together they they just increased in money that they were making in the jobs that they were in for a long time, and so we would go out to eat a lot. You know they were pretty free with their money, but smart about it heather's family totally different mm-hmm. you know Dad ended up leaving it's a one income family. your mom just did incredibly well, stayed strong, kept the family together, but didn't have a lot of money but what you saw and felt and decisions that were made, the lens in which you grew up in the years where you would actually remember and understand, like, no, we can't spend money on that, mm-hmm. or we can't do this because we're at a bad place, seeped in, right, to the thought process, of course, into our marriage.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I, don't even know if I said this in my segue, but I was calling it a poverty mindset, and you might have heard of this. I We might have mentioned it before, but this is definitely what I accidentally kind of absorbed and took on in my mindset. And I didn't even know I carried it until we were into our marriage. But when my parents divorced, um, we were just kind of left scrambling. Bad decisions were made. Support just wasn't there. And my mom was general. She was working like three different jobs at different times. And it, it was just the conversations about money were always stressful. And it was never like this. We didn't talk about budgeting. There's nothing to budget. Like we didn't talk. I was never even taught. Like those are things your dad teaches you. Like my brother helped me set up my very first credit card, which I still have to this day. <laughs> um, So thank you, Evan. But, um, and now he's like an accountant and is in- incredible with money. But in that season, like anything revolving the M word was bad. And it was, it was stressful and it was negative and it caused tension and it caused my mom to worry. And there was nothing, there was never enough of it, barely. And so I think it was just when we got married, I had this hope that that was behind me, that we're doing this right. We're not getting a divorce. Like we are literally living for the Lord. Like we're going to be blessed. There's favor. (laughs) Um, But when money would come up and, you know, Griffin was getting his master's and we were just navigating. We had some student loans. We just had to be an adult, which I was not super excited about being an adult <laughs> with a lot of things. Um, I didn't realize that when Griffin would bring up money, I would naturally take this defensive panic mode. And I couldn't even explain to him why, but I would physically literally go into the other room and he'd follow me, be like, I just want to talk about your credit card. I'm like, why do you want to talk about my credit card? Like, <laughs> yeah, And it would cause this. And so a lot of our early fights and struggles were because of, I take my part of it was my mindset that I didn't even know was there.
0: It just happened. It was natural because of your circumstances. I just brought it in. Mm -hmm. And
1: so as the Lord really began to reveal that to me, I was like, ah, like that's generally, that was me believing that still like, God, you're not enough to provide for me. But when I look back on my life, even when we really didn't have enough, we never went, I never went without. I always, I always had my daily bread. I I mean, people, it was, it was incredible what people did for our family and how they helped us probably more ways than my mom ever told me. Um, So my life never looked like I was lacking, you know? Um, But I, I carried that in. So my question is, is there a mindset you're carrying in to into your marriage or have carried into your marriage that is from your childhood? And it, and I think some people have great upbringings with money and there was you had great conversations about it. Are you expecting your spouse to just know how to do stuff? You know, there's just a lot of different things that could be brought in. Some really awesome, yeah. but that could lead to expectations. And some that could be really broken and and you don't even know it's there. So I encourage you to just think about that after you listen to this. Of like, man, what kind of mindset do I have with money?
0: Yeah. And are you so starkly in this lane of how you grew up and how you did it and how you saw it versus how your spouse did? Maybe one of you like what were, were taught well. I would venture to guess many of you were not taught super well with money and finances and budget and being prepared and having goals and all that stuff. There's a lot that goes into that. But a lot of people were in debt, you know, were coming in at a negative, which makes it attention. Like you hated that you had a loan, which was so small compared <laughs> to a lot of people, but it was there, you it, know? Yeah just had, you know, your appendectomy, you know, there's medical bills, there's all these different things that we that we go with, but yeah, I think being open and humble to be like, okay, I know how I grew up and it worked for my family or it was like phew, we just made it through. The beauty of your own marriage is you get to make it what you want. I think to that point, you're in control of the narrative with your money, with your finances. Do not let it dictate you. Do not let it dictate your marriage figure it out together. Unify around it. Fight through the the seeing it differently and develop the mindset that you two want to have together. The sooner the better. So decisions can be made. Your future can be exciting like we've talked about and very positive. Uh, But I appreciate you sharing that. That's That's a huge piece that sometimes we don't even think about because it's just natural to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really hope this conversation has encouraged you. I hope you take some time this week to just think about your mindset. Think about these tensious conversations that you may have with money or dreams that you have for the future. And I hope you guys can take some time to lay this down, write it out, pray over it. Have these just really encouraging, positive conversations about what you want to do with your money. I want to leave you with this. Hebrews 13, 5 says... Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And after a year that we've had and what we're continuing to go through, it is such a promise to hold on to, to know that He will never leave you and He will never, ever forsake you. We love you guys. Have such a great week and we will catch you next time. This podcast is produced by TalkEdits.com. You talk... We'll edit. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We hope you enjoy getting to know Griffin and Heather. For more information about them, visit RealMarriagePodcast.com. That's RealMarriagePodcast.com. Thanks for listening.